Alright, I think we are recording now, so uh, so got a guest today, uh, Maserati Mitchell. Um, where can they find you on social media? Um don't try to find me on Twitter. I'm trying to kill <laughs> kill my Twitter off. I see a lot of wild things on there. But uh Facebook, it's just my name, Maserati Mitchell. It's not spelled like the card um, instead of a S Z two T's. Uh, you'll see me. I think I probably have a suit on or some shit. He's a dressy guy. Um, he's very, very snazzy right now. <laughs> I'm not a dressy. Well, yeah. I For work. I'm a dressy guy. Even outside of work, I, I still like to throw on the dress clothes. That's awesome. I always had a vision in my head, you know, when I'm older. I want to wear dress clothes and wear a suit every day to work. It didn't really matter what I wanted to do. That's I awesome. Mean, what exactly my job was, as long as I was wearing a suit every day. Cool, so somewhat on the ball, but uh, Instagram that's what I would recommend following me on. Um, I'm on there the most, it's still very light activity, but compared yeah. to my other social media sites, um, Maz underscore Mitch, M A Z underscore Mitch. But um, uh, yeah, cool. that's where you can find me. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, this is the second episode, the official second episode of the podcast, um, Human, and this is a place that you know people can come and talk about their life experiences doesn't matter what it is uh like i said in the first one i just want to hear your stories so uh what do you want to talk about today man yeah so interesting fact before we get into it actually so i remember how you were saying when you posted who wants to be on my podcast you were kind of shocked when you know, i jumped up yeah yeah, yeah yeah i do but um i'm gonna be straight up i didn't even listen to your podcast first because i don't really get on facebook i don't mm-hmm. get on facebook that often but for some reason, I just decided, you know, let me, let me go on Facebook real quick, see what people have been up to when I saw your post. And I was like, well, shoot, I was thinking about starting my own podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now here's somebody that already has one going on. Like, yeah, I would love to, I would love to be on the show. It's super easy. Um, yeah, well, I'm seeing right. now you're showing me the technology <laughs> and everything. It does look like a pretty simple setup. But, um, yeah, so, and the reason why, you know, I didn't mind coming to do yours is because, like you said, we did kind of know each other in high school. I mean... We never really hung out at each other's houses, but, you know, we're familiar yeah, with each other. always a cool game. Yeah, we played around and did dumb stuff, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I never really listened to it, and honestly, what I was expecting it to be was sort of similar to the content that you do on Facebook, like, very, you, very crazy. Yeah, you, you, you post a lot of stuff about, like, anime and have discussions yeah, yeah. about, like, who's better than who and, and anime which can still go on dude that's, yeah, still can honestly, go on. that's what I was expecting to be like <laughs> something along those lines so I was like yo I would love to come over you know just dude definitely just, just shoot the ship but then um you know once you have reached back out to me again on Instagram and, and actually like when are you actually gonna come through um and I respond I was like let me actually go listen to this because I mean to get around to it anyway and it was completely different <laughs> yeah yeah completely, completely different, different than what i was expecting like i saw the cover art for it i was like damn this shit looks beautiful like, <laughs> like what what am i in for and then i listened to the story and i was like man this is this is real so um yeah talking about myself isn't really something that i do too often mm-hmm. um believe it or not i'm more of a closed off reserved guy a lot of people like to label me as mysterious and things like that so you know, when I first realized what I signed up for, I was like, shit, I got to come on here and be a human. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's out of my element. Come but, in um, here and uh, just be a little open. Yeah, but, but um, you know, after finishing the entire episode, I was like, damn, this is good. It seemed like, one, it was beneficial for you to do that. For and, sure. And just speak out openly. And two, I know that it definitely invoked some type of feeling in other people as well, because it did for me. So Appreciate I, that. You know what? Maybe this is it's, it's a great thing that it wasn't what I was expecting, mm-hmm. and, and this is what we're going to go for. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just um, talk about myself. Yeah, where's, uh, where's your try, story start? Try, try to be human. So, I would say that there's really, like, three defining, I guess, moments or, or stories that kind of build into my character. Um, the first is going back to my childhood um so my mom she used to be a pastor okay right um my family we started off living out in like the chester area um as you know it's not not the best place in the world to live not the worst place in the world it has its pros and cons just like Mm -hmm. everywhere else but um yeah that's where we were my mom she was a pastor 
Um, come from a large family. It's like a family of eight of us. I think that's that's important to throw in. But anyway, my mom, she was a pastor, and we had our own church mm-hmm. that, that, you know, she ran. We would have church services there every Sunday. Um, we did Bible study and on the, on the weekends. Uh, I forgot, what is it called? In the summertime, where do you have some summer camps? <laughs> We oh, had, we're just talking about summer camp. I've never been pretty jealous. <laughs> don't well, I would say don't be, but my summer camp wasn't like the summer camp that you see on like TV, where you go when you're out in boots and mm. going on the lakes and going swimming and you're sitting in cabins. Like our summer camp was going and sitting in the church all day and uh, living that life, reading scriptures and. Not the singing. best place to be for kids. Well, it's a good place to be for kids, but not yeah, the most it was, fun. Exactly, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. And like I said, I have a lot of a lot of siblings, and a majority of us are boys, so a lot okay. of brothers. And back in the day, we were crazy. Like the last place that we should have been in was a church because we would be in there raising hell. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no pun intended. No, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, we'd be in there raising hell, man. Like just bad. But anyway. So I come from a very religious background. Okay. Even though I didn't always enjoy it, it was nice growing up in that environment, um, learning God and the Lord and the scriptures and becoming spiritual. Um, I think being spiritual is something that is an important element for people to have. Not necessarily religious, mm-hmm. religious like we were touching on earlier, but having something that you believe in and something that drives you, I feel like, is important. And um, back in my earlier years, I, I got that from the church. So, we lived out there until maybe about, when I was in the third or fourth grade, we actually ended up getting evicted from from my first home um, in Chester. And we didn't have anywhere to, to go, really. So, half of us went with my dad to Philly and lived with our grandma, right up in North Philly, around the Broad and Allegheny area. Again, not the best place in the world to live, pros and cons, blah, 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 blah. But that's where we were. Um, not only lasted for about a year, but it felt like a long-ass year. I was young, so it was wild. Got into some fights up there, but nothing too crazy ever happened. Um, then ended up moving around to the Falcroft area, Delaware County, where I was for uh, several years. So in that old process, we ended up losing the church. Um, Kind of fell off from the scene for a bit. I haven't really been going too much. Uh, so, you know, started to be less, less religious in a sense. Uh, losing sight of God and all of that fun stuff. And just started thinking about other things. But, uh, yeah, so high school is going around. Um, it's fun. Played a lot of sports. Um, like you were saying earlier, I was I was a pretty great athlete back in the day. I would say I got ran track, <laughs> did wrestling and football. So all year round, it's like sports. Very well rounded. Yeah, sports sports was like my big thing. Like I just knew to the death of me that I was either a gonna like go to the NFL. Um, despite my height, that was another big factor of it. For those of you who don't know me in person and might hear this, I'm like five five. <laughs> Are you you're about five six? Nah, Put the bro, intro I'm, I'm like, I'm not even gonna flex. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like five five on a good day. I tell people I'm five eleven. I'm five ten. You, you I get, get that it. Inch. But but in that case, you you, you kind of yeah, the hair might do it sometimes. Yeah, you Nah, you. I don't think you can stretch it to six. I can't. No, no, no. I can't. No, nah. because like I know people who are six foot. Yeah, and it's it it, it feels like it's a drastic difference yeah it does but 5'11 sounds good mm-hmm. unless people know that you're right on the cusp right of, of six footism and all the benefits that come with that but <laughs> you're right there with the sky when you're, when you're a six footer <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah high school was fun I had myself a nice a nice young girlfriend at the time pretty committed shout out shout out to Tina shout out to her oh yeah yeah but um yeah, so started off high school at AP. Uh, I think it was my sophomore year. We ended up moving again, changing locations. Um, my mom, she actually started up a business. Uh, so 
she, my mom, for one, I should just note that she's always been a hustler. And like looking back on it now, um, even looking at the church, kind of shitty to say, but now that I'm a little more savvy and I can see things more clearly, even the church was a hustle. Don't get me wrong, she was very about God and took her pastor and apostolic duty seriously, but at the end of the day, the biggest driver of having that establishment was to bring in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can get more into that because I think that religion is rooted in money at the end of the day on a much larger scale than, than just my mom's doing. Like, if you look at the big mega oh, churches. Yeah, these for days. sure. They're making millions upon millions of dollars paying no taxes. And those pastors are just living lavish lives. But this conversation for another time. Um, so, yeah, after we moved from Chester, we lost the church. But living in Delaware County, my mom started up a business um, as, as, as somewhat of a tax advisor. Like, she did people's taxes. Okay. Um, having seven kids around to do her marketing um, for her for free basically (laughs) (laughs) we actually ended up getting the business up and running and it was doing very well she was raking in a lot of cash Um, so she had that business for like three four five years kept growing and growing in size and once we you know it really started to take off it was time to upgrade houses Mm -hmm. like I would say in the height of it all she was making around from that business it was definitely six figures, probably like a hundred, between a hundred and a hundred and fifty k. And compared to what we were used to, that was a drastic, drastic change. Like when we were younger, and I don't want to say we were poor, but it definitely wasn't the best situation. Like I said, we ended up getting evicted from right. our first home, so finances were tight. So anyway, it was nice to have that step up moved out into Chichester and started going to a new high school. So this kind of brings me to uh, my second my s- second moment that I would say had a pretty significant impact on my life. Um, so like I said earlier, um, played football, did wrestling and ran track. Now football was definitely my first love, but uh, once I started getting into wrestling, it was quickly, quickly climbing up the charts. So like one of the things that I was really about I remember I actually started wrestling because uh, when I still went to AP, I don't know why or how it started, but I had a friend group that had issues with other friend groups, and we would fight very often. (laughs) And we would fight very often, and um, one one of the incidents just so happened to be after school, after basketball practice, uh, my friends were on the team, I got a phone call, and they said, hey, these guys are gonna try to jump us afterwards like y'all should come up here and back us up so naturally you know I came up there ended up fighting that day didn't really think much of it then the next day in in school I got called into the principal's office and um, you know everybody that was pretty much involved was in there and we ended up getting suspended for like a long ass time I think it was like a seven-day suspension and wrapped in that suspension was Thanksgiving break so I was out of school for like two weeks. And um, yeah, I was also a nerd too by trade, like super smart. I got, I was like an A student and most teachers would never expect me to be the guy getting into that kind of stuff. Um, so as I'm sitting in the, in the office, one of the wrestling coaches comes in and he's just looking at me like, are you, are you a fucking idiot? Like shout out to Vasily, he was like, are you a fucking idiot? Like you have so much potential and you're ultimately going to end up wasting it by doing dumb things like fighting and getting suspended. Like if you're, if you're really a tough guy, if you really think that, you know, you're about that life, how about you come and put it in a constructive way and, and come see what, what you're made of on the mat. So I took him up for the offer uh, on the challenge and that's how I got into wrestling. So quickly started to become my favorite thing, right? So at Chichester, I'm on the wrestling team. Things are going are going pretty great. Um, started to hone my skills and and get get good at it quite fast. Um, won a few tournaments under my belt, things like that. I think I was like 18 and two for the first half half of the season, which was pretty good. Um, 
So one day, um, one day I'm at wrestling practice, right? And it was this drill. It was this drill called King of the Hill, King of the Mountain. <clears throat> so pretty much everybody would uh, would just line up, and you would wrestle off against um, the rest the rest of your teammates. And then once you lose, uh, someone else would someone else would pick up, and the cycle would just keep going. Basically, you had to get dethroned from it. So I'm running through the rest of my teammates uh, for for the majority of the for the majority of the day. And um, it gets to the point where I'm like, all right, this is cool and all, but I need like more of a challenge. So I started wrestling my coaches too, which was normal. Like I would wrestle my coaches at the end of the mat. I mean, at the end of the practices anyway, mm-hmm. just for the challenge, just to you know try to get better, see where I'm at. So I'm wrestling uh, my one coach, whose name I won't say, but back then I was maybe wrestling. What was I? I think I, my weight class was 125. And this dude probably weighed like between 180, 185, maybe 200. Cause you know how old people, right. yeah, they maybe have those sloppy bodies. You can't really tell how much they weigh, they could be fucking anywhere. But um, yeah, so anyway, um, we wrestle, we start off uh, standing up, I ended up taking the first round. Um, so then we went, to uh, start in a neutral position, and you wrestle, so you know we started started off down on the mats. He's on my back, um, and basically it was my job to escape, get us back to neutral. So um, I had this one move that I just started using, kind of throw people off in the beginning of the match, like normally you would try to hit a switch or something like that to try to get up or reverse it. But what I started to do is take a defensive approach. And as soon as the whistle blew, I would like curl up in a ball to start to dodge my opponent's first move. Like maybe they would try to come across with a cross face or something like that. Do an ankle lock. I would just curl up in a ball, dodge the first move, and then shoot back out. So I did that, curled up in the ball, went to shoot out. But obviously, like this is my coach. He knows what I'm. <laughs> he knows what I'm going to try to do. So he kind of intercepts that. Um, and basically, as I'm getting up, he's still draped over my back. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of, so just picture me in a tripod position. He's hanging on my back and I'm like shaking him off. So, uh, yeah, I ended up shaking him, shaking him, shaking. He falls forward, like down to the mat, and the momentum of him falling, like, carried me with him and ended up driving my head like directly into the mat as well kind of like just crunching up my neck so in that moment it was it's always a difficult experience to to, to explain mm-hmm. like I didn't black out but I wasn't in the room um, I was still very much conscious but the outside world wasn't around me it felt like I was just floating in the midair like I couldn't feel my body couldn't feel anything I would just flow in and thinking like what the hell is going on so um yeah I was in that space for maybe like a good five ten seconds and um I remember my body feeling like it floated back down like back down to the earth and then I started to regain my sense of the room so First, like my sight of everything that that's around me, around me comes back, and I'm just looking like shit. What the hell just happened? Then I start to realize, fuck, like I can't talk right now. I can't breathe. Like I can't do anything. And the main thing was the, the main problem was that I, I couldn't really breathe at first. So in my head, I'm starting to panic. Like shit, shit. Like what am I gonna do? I'm just laying there, um, like stone faced. So every, my teammates, they're just looking at me and nobody really knows what's going on. But then my one good friend, Karan, like he gets down like on the mat as well and is like looking into my eyes. So I think like I somehow ended up mouthing like, like help me, like I need help. Help me, (laughs) help me nigga, please. (laughs) So at that point, like Karan, he just starts yelling like, yo, he's not good, he needs help, blah, 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 blah. Like everything goes into like a panic state of frenzy, so um, yeah, everybody ends up like backing off away from me. 
think that they ended up calling the ambulance and things like that. Um, and slowly but surely, like all of my senses started to come back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could breathe again. I could start to talk and things like that. So, so, oh, so you were able to, like, perfectly like talk perfectly fine, or yeah, it was perfectly fine. It took a while. Like, okay, I don't like when I came out of that dazed, confused, outer bodily state. Like, I couldn't. Mm. But maybe a couple minutes later. Um, I was able to fully talk like it was normal. Um, so that was good. So as I'm talking, my coach is saying to me, like, all right, Maz, like, uh, like stop playing. Get, get up now. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you're still laying on top of me. And I was like, I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't. Oh, man. I don't really know what's going on right now. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. So then um, I think somebody came and, like, started touching my legs, and I just couldn't feel anything at all. It was like, shit. So that's when people really started to panic. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the ambulance ends up coming. Uh, They put me on a stretcher and get carted off into the ambulance. Um, And at this point, it was just pretty noticeable that, like, I was paralyzed. Um, I was extremely extremely scared when this first happened like that was the first moment in my life that I could actually say that I felt scared because again being an athlete was one of the biggest things to me mm-hmm. and the fact that I was paralyzed just really tripped me up and I used to always say to the two things in life that I wish that I never am under any circumstance is number one being paralyzed and two being blind like i used to joke about it i'm sorry if i offend anyone but i used to say yeah if i'm ever if i'm ever blind or if i'm ever paralyzed kill me like i don't want to live anymore and i would still say that statement today maybe not being blind being blind is cool but paralyzed wouldn't be able to do it and i mean and you and you actually experienced it yeah like, yeah I was living it out and maybe it was karma coming back to me for making those kind of statements I'm actually gonna throw this in there too actually like believe it or not just a week before my same friend Karan the one that like realized that I mm-hmm. needed help um, we were in a tournament maybe like a week or two before and he ended up getting slightly injured like he, he had sprained his neck so <laughs> So he came in, like, with the crutches and the neck brace on and everything. Like, he was still good and all, but uh-huh. he had the neck brace on. And, and, like, I made a joke, like, yo, let me let me use the neck brace real quick. And, like, put the neck brace oh, on. Okay. <laughs> took it off, started, like, making my neck dangle around and shit, and it was fucking hysterical. And then literally a week, a week later, I ended up in the neck brace. Those are, those, uh, that bad juju, man. Yeah, that bad juju, that, that, that karmic shit. But, yeah. Shout out to Karma. Everybody watch out. Keep yours clean. Don't kill bugs. Don't kill insects. They may seem little, but it all adds up. But, uh, yeah, let me get get back to the story. So, yeah, that was the first time I ever really experienced fear. And I was just so nervous. Like, fuck, am I really never going to be able to walk again? Um, What could you feel? Nothing. No, nothing in your arms. Because the thing is, I was paralyzed from the neck down, so I was a quadriplegic. It wasn't just like from my waist. I literally just felt like a floating head, bro. That's what I felt. I could feel my head, and that's it. I just felt like a floating head. Wow. It was weird. Like if you ever saw Futurama, how they have. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I felt like. That's what I equated it to. Um. So yeah, internally, like I'm freaking the fuck out, but. And the ambulance and everything to everybody else, I was still trying to play it cool. Like, I had to keep calm because everybody else was freaking out around me. So, ended up getting to the hospital. Uh, they ran a few tests and everything like that. I remember, like, one of the doctors coming in and, like, picking up my arm and saying, All right, I'm going to pick your arm up. I'm going to let it go and try to hold it up in the air for as long as you can. <laughs> so, he picks up my arm and lets it go. And that shit just... Fell straight to the ground like a like a limp noodle, a limp piece of spaghetti. I actually found that kind of funny. I laughed. I chuckled a bit. It was funny. 
But um, yeah, they ended up putting me in an MRI machine or a CAT scan, whichever the machine is that allows you to see. I honestly am so ignorant to yeah. anything that involves a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, except for this, except for this experience. But um, I think it's called an MRI, whatever the big ass tube. I think is, a CAT scan is for your brain. Okay, then it wasn't a CAT scan; it was MRI, so they could get X-rays and all that fun shit in my neck. So in that tube. Like I was saying, the whole time before, I was keeping my composure and everything and trying to act like any, nothing nothing was wrong or going on. But I don't know if you've ever been in an MRI machine, but it's pretty much they just put you in a tube, essentially, and it's all yeah. closed off. And how, um, it's all closed off on the inside. It's a big-ass loud noise going because the machine is going around taking pictures of everything. And um, yeah, so I'm closed off from the world at this point. So while I was laying in there, I just remember me breaking down and crying, like just crying my eyeballs out. Everything like I took that as my moment. Was, all right, let me let me take this moment to suck this all in and actually actually sit in this emotion of the fear and anger and all of that other all of that other shit. So. The machine's going on. It felt like I was in there for damn near a half an hour. I don't know how long it actually was. Just crying my eyeballs out. But once, um, yeah, once all of that, once the machine went off, um, you know, I just tried to see, damn, let me see if I can fucking move anything. And then I got focused and focused, focused and focused and just kept trying. And I eventually ended up having like a Kill Bill moment. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I could like wiggle my big toe a bit and once I did that like I just felt a huge 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 relief wow a huge relief I was like alright perfect like all I needed was that one glimmer of hope yeah. to like to drive me so once I saw that alright cool like I can at least get this shit to twitch or do a little something like I knew that I'd be fine so Anyway, I come out. My family's all around at this point. Um, ended up having to uh, get get surgery. That was a big deal as well. I'm not gonna get into all of that, but um, ended up having to get surgery. Did some rehab. They said it was supposed to take me about a year, a year and a half to walk again. Mm-hmm. But um, it ended up only taking me two months. So I'm very very thankful for the for the swift recovery. Um, I actually ended up being able to go back to school and finish out um, the rest of the school year. And I think I even, it was either that season or the next season. No, that same season I actually ended up running track. So. Oh, shoot. Wow. No, it was the next season. It was the next season, but even, yeah, ended up being able to run track. I mean, even so. Yeah. The fact that, you know, you were paralyzed. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, so... The being paralyzed situation it was a, it was a big deal for me. Um, I probably have a lot of trauma that I need to talk about from it, but honestly, I feel good. Yeah, it's not it's not really anything too crazy. What I will say is it definitely made me become more detached from the world than I already was. I think that I've always been like a loner mm-hmm. and a detached person. Like I have plenty of friends. Um, I'm around people often, but. You know, I'm always still, like, to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm always somewhat reserved. You'll never really know too much about me or too much of what's going on. In that situation, I feel like uh, even doubled down on that element of me. FaceTime right back. That's nobody important. It's just Janelle. She'll probably listen to this. I'll call you back later, Janelle. But, um, so, yeah, that's one thing that I will say that um, the biggest thing that kind of hurt me from that experience was what happened afterwards. So, after I recovered and everything, um, I was told that, yeah, you should, probably shouldn't, um, like, yeah, you I remember one of the doctors was saying to me, or somebody from rehab was saying, like, yeah, you'll be able to walk around and things like that. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Don't really expect to be to be doing too much. Like, really take it easy. Don't think that you're going to be running around, like, doing flips and 
things like that and blah 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 the whole time she's saying that like i'm not listening like in my head i already knew like nah like i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna go back i'm gonna train real hard do x y and z get back on the football field and like and, like still make this shit happen so that was a very driving force for me um i still believed in in the conventional god at this point too so that was another thing that was like driving for me yeah. You know, God has a plan for me. Blah 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 blah. Like I'll be back by next season. So that was my big. That was my big thing. So I ended up getting out of rehab, went back home, and um, probably when I first got back, like the first thing that I was doing was going into my into my big ass backyard at the time, and like just running, like trying to get my running back, um, doing football drills, um, jogging up and down the block to try to to try to retrain myself. So that happened in twenty eleven. I would say February of twenty eleven. Um, I got out of rehab in April, and the next football season started. I believe training camp started in like August. So between April and August, I'm training, trying to get you know, mm-hmm. trying to get myself ready. And by the time August rolled around, like I honestly thought that you know I'd be able to get back on the field. I could run. I wasn't, I wasn't nearly as fast as I was, but I thought I was fast enough. Mm-hmm. And like I was ready to go back. So I go to get a physical to get cleared to play, and um, and yeah, they pretty much said, yeah, you you seem to be fine and all of this stuff, but like there's basically no way in hell that will clear you to play football or any contact sport for that for that matter like they wouldn't even let me play basketball just like yeah there's no way that will clear you and for some reason that moment really stuck with me because this was the first time in my life where I didn't really have any control Mm -hmm. over the outcome like my whole life I always grew up thinking that I can do anything, right? And this was the first time where they were like, actually nigga, you can't do anything. Like there's rules that you have to follow and you know, sometimes you aren't gonna be able to make a decision by yourself. Everything's not always in your hands. So that moment really, really, it really did something to me. It was a sad time. It was depressing. Um, yeah. I'm gonna turn this light on real fast. It's pretty depressing. Um, I don't think that I ever really got over it. In my time in high school, I was always bitter. I would say I held on to that bitterness and hurt and resentment for years, honestly. Um, and it wasn't until I got to college and had another very, very interesting experience that I got over it. And I guess I'll touch on that too because it was, it was pretty cool. So in college, I was a part of this organization called World in Conversation. Pretty much what the whole idea of, like the whole premise of why they existed was to facilitate topics around, I mean, conversations around taboo topics, so we'd have race discussions, gender discussions, um, talk about the relationships between uh, the Middle East and, and the West, and, like gather a bunch of college students, put them all in a room, and then facilitate conversations around those topics. So as you can imagine, it would get kind of heated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they were very into like some weird shit. I don't really know how to explain it, but they were just weird people. Um, they were a lot into like spiritual elements of things. I wouldn't label them religious at all, but they were definitely spiritual. Um, so they had this one woman that they would bring in. She was a Tai Chi instructor. Um, she also had a sword, which was cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> dope. And she knew Reiki. Are you familiar okay. with Reiki at all? A little. Yeah. So Reiki is pretty much like manipulating the energy in your body and using it for healing purposes, things of that nature. So, 
interesting woman. Like, I look at her as, I don't know if you've seen Yu Yu Hakusho before, but yeah, she course. was Genkai, bro. <laughs> like, she was literally yeah, Genkai, bro. She was old as shit, <laughs> had the curly hair, short, and was just a fucking boss, like... Yeah. So anyway, one that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, literally Genkai, and the fact that she knew Reiki too. I was like, damn. Man, yeah. She that <laughs> character is modeled after her, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, it was very cool, a very cool woman. So um, in one of our sessions, what happened? I think that it was me, her, and someone else was in the room, and um, we got into this very deep meditative state, and um. I forgot what she was saying, but she was pretty much just saying, let whatever energy you're feeling or whatever energy like is resonates the most within you, like let it pour out, like pretty much fall into yourself and and really feel your energy. So I'm doing that in like this deep meditative state and they both could just sense rage and it could both just sense a lot of rage and hurt and anger like emanating off of me and like basically said like yo bro that that shit's not cool like you gotta you gotta let that go so we ended up having a, a conversation and everything and we did a bunch of weird shit like I don't want to say kumbaya stuff because that would that wouldn't do it justice but I guess it was founded in Reiki we did something we was all holding hands and passing energy around. It was very interesting. It was weird. But long story short, by the end of the all, by the end of it all, I really felt cleansed. Wow. Like extremely cleansed. And I felt like a big weight was just expelled from my body. And um since that point forward I would say um definitely had lasting effects on my overall <laughs> attitude and, and views on life. So yeah. I know that those stories were all over the place, but no, for that, that's your that's your story, dude. That's quite the journey. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that that pretty much sums up a big portion of my life's journey so far. Uh, wish it could have been a, a little more cohesive, but honestly, this was the first time that I've I've ever even talked about my life and. In depth to that degree like I don't think I ever really talk about my early childhood I tell this, the paralyzed story a lot because I get asked questions mm-hmm. I have a scar running back in my head so it's always a conversation starter most of the time I give people some bullshit lying like I just like to see how many things I can come <laughs> up with that people would believe before I actually tell them but um yeah first time that I've ever gone into detail about my journey so far uh, I'm I'm honored dude i'm honored that uh that you felt comfortable enough to do it here uh with me uh it shows a lot of maturity dude and you know having uh, the strength to do that to i had no idea i only really i, I knew you from high school like i said earlier yeah. I knew you from high school we played some sports together did a lot of practices together um but i would have never guessed it you know you grew up the way you grew up and honestly, I knew you had a lot of brothers. <laughs> but it's, what is it, eight? Uh, so I have five brothers and two sisters, so all together is three of us. Yeah, that's probably beating our sisters up, dude. Nah, we can't beat nah. our sisters How old are they? Are they younger? Well, my, so the youngest is a girl and the oldest is a girl. The oldest, oh. I don't want to reveal her age. Right, right, okay. If she's getting up there, she probably <laughs> doesn't care, but she's like older, older. Okay. Well, at least back in the day, she seemed older or older because, you know, we were younger. Mm-hmm. But she never really lived with us. She okay. lived with, with us from until maybe I was around, like, five, six, or seven. But then she ended up actually moving down to Florida with, oh, wow. um, with my grandmother and that part of the family, which is an interesting story in itself. And then my youngest sister, she is 17 now. Oh. Yeah, so growing up, she wasn't old enough to, like, beat up. Yeah, yeah. And what are you, 24? Yeah, 24. Okay. We're too busy beating the shit out of ourselves. Yeah. I remember, though, we did, quote-unquote, beat our 
She threw a chair. <laughs> yeah, we, we stomped around playfully. But oh, not, man. But not playfully at the same time. Yeah, that was the only time. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, yeah crazy journey, dude. I would have, I honestly would have never guessed. Uh, the, especially the first part of it. The, the stuff that went on in high school, with you being paralyzed at. I just remember we were all like, I feel like all of Academy Park was super worried. Like, yeah. I remember talking to you a bit. While you were in rehab, like you you were there on your birthday. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember like messaging you just a couple times. Mm-hmm. Definitely um, remember that. And definitely appreciate it. No problem. I I remember feeling like, should I say something to him? Because I don't want to. I don't want to. Some people cope in different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to keep bringing light to it and make you think about the situation that you were in. Yeah. So, and I and I didn't know you well enough to distract you with something from the outside so I just remember just trying to do something to just check on you every here and there yeah definitely was appreciated um I would say I appreciate the support from from everybody because it was a lot yeah overwhelmingly a lot of support um but overwhelming in a good way I just remember everybody always checking up on me sending me positive positive messages and, and things like that um what I will say though is there was a point in time where I tried to like shut all of that out mm-hmm. like even a positive energy that was coming in gotta have a good um, balance yeah yeah and this was this was when I first got into the rehab facility or like in the last half of it because I'm like alright I don't really want to have any communication with anyone anymore until I can basically walk again mm-hmm. I think it, the main driving force was that is I I kind of didn't like the idea of people being worried about me. Right. I was never the person growing up that that had to be worried about, ever. It's it's humbling. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, man. So I just remember it was a point in time when I was at rehab. I think I even said to my family like I didn't even want them to come visit me anymore. Like while I was in there. Because it got to the point where I wouldn't even be sad while I'm there. But when my family would come up to visit, like, when they left, that's when I would feel depressed. Like, okay. that's when I would feel sad. Yeah. Like, as I'm seeing them leave, I'd be like, shit, this shit sucks, this shit hurts. So it got to the point where I was like, yeah, man, like, everybody just cool off for a bit. Let me stay in there and, and be off to the side and do my own thing. And then once I come, like, once I'm better and I get, no, I'm, I'm out of here, like, let, let's chop it up, let's talk. But, yeah, definitely appreciated the support along the way. My birthday party was actually lit, so. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I spent the birthday in there, but um, I remember they threw me a surprise party, like, my family and, and some close friends. Uh my coach, the one that I got into the accident with, mm-hmm. he was also a teacher. So like he would come, he would bring books and stuff okay. to, to, to the rehab facility to try to make sure that I kept up with my work so I wouldn't have to end up missing essentially a half a year of school and staying in high school Oh, that's longer. crazy. Yeah, it was, wow. yeah, and I appreciate it. Are you and him cool? I mean, yeah, there's never really been any animosity between the two of us. We don't really speak now, but I don't okay. really keep in touch with like friends from high school right. let alone yeah, a yeah. teacher from high school so but yeah no definitely cool um looking back on it i think i, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day i sh- i should have sued oh man <laughs> i should have sued for the bag but um for the bag right <laughs> yeah for the bag like if i was in the same position now i don't care about any of that friendship well not friendship but i don't care about any of that relationship that we had bro i'm getting that money right i'm getting 
and real the real world is uh, the real <laughs> world is vicious out the there. real world is the would, real world yeah, like. I'll take it back how I can get it and at the end of the day if we did so it probably wouldn't even have fell on him it would have more so fell on the school so I really I really fucked up but oh well shoulda woulda coulda shoulda woulda coulda shoulda woulda coulda but um yeah man we're cool um he would come tutor me and uh and make sure I kept up on my work so the day of my birthday he came as well when it was like alright uh got your books here blah 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 i know it's your birthday so I'll, like we'll keep it short today we'll do like a half an hour hour work blah 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 blah. like let's go down to to this room to do it mm-hmm. so i get propped up in my wheelchair <laughs> oh man yeah they, they gave me like this nice ass electric wheelchair though so professor cool. x yeah and I, it up. and I felt like i had a little bit of freedom and control so i love that too like i didn't have to get pushed so i definitely shout out to the electric wheelchair um <laughs> sponsor him yeah, <laughs> that wheelchair was fast as shit too. I'm sorry, I'm about to go off on another tangent, but I'm just because <laughs> when they first gave me the wheelchair, like it was fast, bro. I remember, like for fun, I used to go into the hallway and like drag race down that wheelchair, put it on full throttle. I bet. But um, it, yeah, it got to the point where I was probably becoming a menace flying through the halls, and like one day I I got like I hopped in the chair and I pushed it to go. And it was moving slow as shit, oh, they, dog. They, they, they nerfed you. They definitely nerfed me. They tweaked it. And I was, yeah, I was like, asking yo, yo. people, I was like, yo, did, did somebody tweak my wheelchair? Did, did your drone go this slow? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, no, 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 we didn't touch it. And I was like, yo, it gotta be no bullshit. bullshit. This shit was that nitro with it. was like a fucking horse and buggy. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, we wheelchair down to the room, and uh, I get in there, and... You know, it, the room seemed pretty normal. We had a table set up and we chilling, but there was like a curtain separating like the room in half. So we were in there for maybe like a good ten minutes, like actually going through this material. That's crazy. Yeah, my like, man is playing a part. Actually going through <clears throat> this material for like a solid 10, 15 minutes, and then um, I just remembered like. I'm saying something like, oh, turn around real quick. I think somebody's coming in or something like that. And I turn around and they open up the curtain left and it's just mad people in there like, surprise. Dad, y- y'all ain't hear nobody? Y'all was in Yo, there for 10 minutes? 10 minutes, I didn't hear a sound. Yo, that's bro. crazy. I didn't hear a peep. I'm like, I don't get surprised. I'm always, I'm always like, I don't want to say on edge, but slightly mm-hmm. on edge. I like being perceptive. So I'm rarely surprised. And I'm always expecting some shit like that to happen. I'm not even gonna hold you. When you first came, you know, I thought that they were up to something. But after fucking ten minutes went by, yeah, and we were really teaching. grinding through work. Yeah, they, like I was that's like, right. some somebody, everybody that was there knew you. Yeah, it was like we gotta find a way to to not to mm-hmm. to make him really feel like this is gonna be a normal day. Yeah, <laughs> they did a good fucking job, yo. Because I was shocked. I was like, wow, I was good. It made me very happy. Made That's me awesome. very happy. Yeah, and I think um, what happened? Took a pretty iconic photo that day too. I think yeah. I might have hit it on Facebook, but I remember um, I was like one of the first times like I showed everybody that I could actually stand up again too. So oh wow, it was a big deal. Got a picture of me standing. Good times. Um, definitely. I mean, it was a shitty experience. Don't get me wrong, but I'm very thankful for it. Um, looking back. It kind of shifted my life into another direction. And I'm trying to still find a way to let this experience be something that can be beautiful for others as well. And, and you know, really put it into something that's going to be a, a force and a changing factor mm-hmm. in the world. So I know that's going to come of it. I'm just I'm st- still nailing down the specifics. Yeah, so I'm very glad for that shift. It definitely inspired a lot of growth allow me to um do a lot of introspecting and kind of see the world in a different way and see myself differently so mm-hmm. shout out to the experience yeah people are stronger than they think man yeah because i remember thinking about that back back when it was happening to you and i was like yo could i do that like <laughs> that is something like you said earlier man it's like it's just something that you don't wish yeah on like anyone or especially yourself <clears throat> and uh you 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 went through it and then you ha- you know you had a moment where you was like 
which is very mature, by the way. You you let that moment of like darkness be like, you know what? All right, let me get it out. Let me actually live in this moment real fast. And then, then you went, yo, let me stop. Like, I'm gonna move my fucking toe, man. <laughs> Shout out to Kill Bill. Too. Yo, Kill Bill, <laughs> Volume Two. Watch it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Thank you. They're crazy, man. Uh, thank you for coming by, dude. Uh, we got to do some more of these. Talk about some anime, man. Come over. Yo, absolutely. Uh, bust it up, dude, because uh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So uh, anytime you're free. Um, yeah. Again, uh, guest today, Maserati Mitchell. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Maz underscore Mitch. That's with a Z. Uh, and this was human. Thank you all for listening. Oh, let me get some more words. Yeah, though, go ahead, go ahead. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, because I didn't even really get to praise you yet. I don't know if you were, you're a fan uh, of praise, God. but now, nah, you know. bro, definitely shout out to you. Um, <clears throat> I can already see now that this has potential to be huge. Um, I don't think people are often given a platform for them to just openly and honestly and viscerally speak about themselves I don't think they have the opportunity to A. do that introspectively even in moments alone and and take that time to hold a mirror up to themselves and really think about who they are today let alone having a person sitting across from them that they can share that with so you providing a platform for people to do both of those things at the same time I feel like is extremely important and something that's missing from a lot of society today. Um, people are so caught up with everything outside of them. Mm-hmm. So caught up in their phones, technology, <clears throat> what other people are doing, um, how much fun everyone else's life looks, how shitty everyone's life looks, but rarely do people take the time to really sit within themselves. So shout out to you for doing this, man. Um, and thank you, I'm very honored to be your friend your first guest right first guest yeah yes first guest dude very important too yeah. by the way yeah first guest uh, i'm super honored uh that you even you know with uh as introverted as you you make yourself seem um you still were able to come here and you, and you did it uh, you could have easily said no man I, I really appreciate it yeah man um and even with you doing the plug at the end uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening find them on the social media you already have the professional elements I can tell. Um, yo, keep keep with it, man. I see a lot of potential in this, bro. Appreciate it. Hope a it, it grows. Um, maybe have you as a guest again. Uh, anytime you need, anytime you want to, man. Even if it's not talking about. It could be talking about anything, yeah. honestly. But uh, my last message is um, for anybody who wants to do this, um, I, I like to consider myself an open person. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're gay, straight, whatever you identify yourself as. Whatever your story is, whatever you're currently going through, stop by, come talk, and uh, let your story be heard.